ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to HCS Pro Talk, your weekly Halo esports podcast. This is episode 84 for the week of July 30th, 2019. We're almost in August. We're getting there, which also means there's an event coming up that Will and I are going to be attending, but I haven't introduced my co-host slash the producer slash seducer, seducer, <laughs> Will, aka I am Mr. Mayhem in the brand new shirt. Will, how are you on the Sunday afternoon? Doing fine. How are you? You know, it's uh, it's the last night before my wife and baby come home. They were gone for the weekend. And uh, it was a relaxing yet, we'll say bittersweet weekend because obviously I miss them a lot. And uh, but yeah, I'm doing all right. I'm ready to talk about some Halo. All right. What do we got on this episode? Great question, Will. Thank you for making the perfect segue. On this week's episode of HCS Pro Talk, we have roster updates, believe it or not. Fortnite breaks new records. We have new denial updates. The face it qualifier champions are crowned. Tashi looks for questions about Halo Infinite. And we also have our Halo Outpost Discovery Chicago info. We're going to talk about it at the end of the show. Will, before we get into the things happening after the first thing that I said that's coming in this episode, what do we always start the show off with? Rostermania! It's Rostermania. Hey, Will. Yeah. Before you get into uh, the rosters of manias. What's up? I'm going to forewarn you. I'm going to leave it up to you if you want to read through the Face It Ignite spreadsheet that we always do every week. Is it a lot? It's not updated. Oh. Like, at all. Just a forewarning. Okay. So, like, for example. There's teams that have, they're they're in the free agent list and they're. Yes, and Revive Nation. I don't think the roster has been updated in the full team list. Okay. When it's updated, I have it in. You can look at it right now, and I you see it. Okay, updated, so yeah, so. let's just let's just go with that. So do it up if you're interested in checking out the Google Doc. It'll be posted within our Google Doc of the show notes. Yes, Google Docception right there. Yes, it's it's what it is. So if you're looking for free agents, if you're looking for a team, you might find them there. We don't really know what's going on with the the, the spreadsheet, the document. Hopefully they update it soon, but new rosters we have found that are confirmed as of now. Yes. For this event, we have Falling Esports, which is going to be Ryan Noob. He's coming back. Yes. And he's teaming with Goofy, Neighbor, and Ace. Yes. So it'll be interesting to see. And uh, th- I guess this is like foreshadowing, but Goofy was playing very, very well during the qualifier um, that happened today, as a matter of fact. Okay. Really surprised me. Really good to see. All right. And then, as Josh said before, we have Revive Nation. This is Beatley, Prophet, Hercules. It's supposed to be Hercules. Um, and MC versus Ar- Arbiter. Yes. Master Chief versus Arbiter. Master Chief. Yo, yeet. All right. The next, we have the Atlantic City free agent partial team list posted over on noobcombo.com. Go Love check you, it Maddie. out. Love you, Maddie. Love you, man. Of course. Of course. Let's get into the Halo 3 free agents. We have Stinsicles, Studi, Night Shadow 117, E2K Nova, Deadlie, Phantom Snake, 
Bum Sauce, Gun Strafe, Stinger, Rigorino, like that one, and Faruka Bazooka. That's a good one as well. Faruka Bazooka. Oh. Moving on to the Halo 3 4v4 partial teams. First group, I, they're calling themselves Insanity Gaming. This is Zydo and Mixer Honor. And then a no-name team is Life Alert and Mike Fathom. Oh, Life Alert. <laughs> I've fallen and I can't get up! Do <laughs> you remember those commercials? Oh, yeah. They're fucking terrible. They were. Oh, man. They were bad. <laughs> Let's move on. We have, for the Halo 5 portion, we have a free agent list here. It is D-Man 8 and Hyro XC3. Go check them out if you're interested or looking for a partner. And then we have Halo Combat Evolved free agent list. Oh, wait. There's no one on this list yet. Not updated. <laughs> so there you go. If you're looking for someone to, to team with, get on that list. Exactly. Please, uh, for those who are any at all interested in being on the list, reach out to Maddie Rums at Maddie Rums on Twitter. You can, I, I believe you can reach out to at NoobCombo.com on Twitter as well um, because he runs NoobCombo.com and get on that list. Find your team and get get to competing. Perfect. And uh, yeah, that's all we have for Roster Mania this week. Very nice. Thank you very much, Will. That means it's time for God, another game's watcha. Cha 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 cha. Okay. So, Will. Yeah. There was a there was a big old tournament that took place. Like it, it had just finished up like an hour ago. Like, from recording the show, right? Okay. Okay, it's it's a game. I don't know if you've heard of this video game. Um, It is a it is that of the uh, Battle Royales genres. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's f- f- Fortnite. We know, Fortnite. It's Fortnite. That's what it is. Yes. Do you know what that, <laughs> you know what that game is? I think is? everyone knows what Fortnite is oh, by right. this point. <laughs> no. Come on. Everybody knows what Minecraft is. Not everybody knows. I'm just kidding. Okay, so... The... Fortnite World Cup took place. The first ever Fortnite World Cup took place. And there, we have a few different winning categories here. Because, I mean, there were four, but we're going to talk about three of them. So, first up, I want to say congratulations to Scizors, Him Tyler, Suzho, and Zand on becoming the first ever Fortnite Creative World Champions. So, yes, they had a creative... Um, type game mode in there. So congratulations to them. Next up, congratulations to Nyrox and Aqua on becoming the first ever Fortnite duos world champions. So they are creative, they had duos, and they had singles. Therefore, congratulations to Booga on becoming the first ever Fortnite singles world champion, taking home the trophy and three million dollars. And the funny thing is, it wasn't even close. Like he had near double the amount of points than the second place person. Crazy. It was absolutely incredible. So Slasher on Twitter uh, put out this tweet and I quote, 16-year-old Booga has won the Fortnite World Cup Finals in $3 million, the most prize money for a player in a single esports tournament. Holy shit, man. Yeah, it's crazy. It is. It's He's 16 old. years old. Yeah. He's won $3 million. 
like 1.7 yeah he's gonna have to pay taxes and then he's probably got sponsorship fees or something like that but still that is millionaire at 16 years old incredible and like i said it basically wasn't even close for how the the final points breakdown took place that is great it's it's yes insane he was incredible so congratulations booga and uh yeah apparently from what has been said so Fortnite season 10 is coming soon yep uh apparently there's going to be a competitive league so with millions in prizing okay which means they're going to keep this train rolling it's going to get bigger and bigger that's what it feels like gotcha yeah so details are very limited right now but they it looks like it's going to be something like that something in that realm um in other words competitive Fortnite is going to continue it's going to get bigger it's going to get better and yeah i may not be the biggest Fortnite guy I'm not like, I don't, I really don't care for it, but this is, this was huge. It's only going to get bigger. It's only going to get better. And it brings a lot more eyes on not just Fortnite, but esports in general. And we know esports is just going to get bigger and bigger. So this is fantastic. Good for them. Um, yeah, that's it for COD. Another game. So watch it. You enjoyed that? Yes, Will, I did. I'm glad. Thanks, man. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. <laughs> oh, thanks, Will. It's time for Will's Adventures with the Another game, too. <laughs> <laughs> Put a little, little delay on that yeah, one. Look at that one. Yeah. All right. What'd you play, Will? Um, I jumped into some PUBG. Ooh. How hey. did it go? Not well. They redesigned Orangel, the original map. Like, kind of... What the fuck is it called? Orangel. Orangel? Like, yeah, E-R-E-N-G-A-L. Like Orang- Durango, but Orangel. Orangel. <laughs> it's a weird-ass name for a map. Okay. It's Russian. All right. Um, oh, now I'm going to look like an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, uh, what do you have against the Russians? Everything. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, but they basically reskinned the map. Okay. And they kind of added... Reskin the map. Um, they made the textures look a little different. They have new, like, building skins, I guess you could call them. Like, the walls look different. The doors okay. look different. Um, but it's the same layout. Same layout. Okay. There might be a couple new buildings here or there, but okay. nothing crazy. Nothing that's, like... Nothing Fortnite. Like, yeah. Oh, we completely changed up the map for this um, event. One thing they did add, so before, if you ever had to travel from military base to the main island or vice versa by you had like swi- two entry points right or the or the water yep or swimming so what they did is they kind of made it look like beaches of normandy type thing where they put like oh. grenade launcher or like big mortar cannons on the beach so that you have cover cool okay so it's not so you're open sh- yeah. yeah and you're not just screwed coming out of the water no i definitely remember when we played way back way 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 back that it definitely was an issue because nobody wanted to swim. No. You know, it was, if you find a boat, awesome. But if you don't, then you basically have, like, what, two bridges to go across? Yep, which people camped all the time. Exactly. So it's just a bitch to get out of there. Yep. So that's kind of nice they added that. Cool. And, uh, yeah, so I jumped in, tested it out. Um, I got a... I surprised myself a little bit with a, um, a couple kills. I uh, We landed in school, which is very busy area. Yes. Um... Two of my four teammates had died 
Uh-oh. And I came around the corner with a pistol. Okay. Downed one person. Switched over to... I had a, a sniper, a Car 98. Yep. And I basically... With iron sight, it just peeked the corner, got a shot into a guy. He kept firing at me, peeked it again, and downed him and got both kills. Sure. Um, unfortunately, couldn't get there in time for my teammates, but um, no, it was good. It was just I surprised myself that I was able to to do that. Normally, uh, I'm, I'm usually the assist man and everyone else gets the kill. So. It's okay. I'm usually the dead man. So, um, What else? I played some Rock Band 4 yesterday. You did. I got, uh, I got, I didn't know what to do, so I, I was like, you know what, I'm going to sing my heart out, so I fired up Rock Band 4, grabbed the mic, and went went for it. What was your go-to song? Oh, gosh. I played a lot. Um, I did, a, like, a country type, of, like, I started off with some country, so um, some Chicken Fried by Zach Brown Band, I Love This Bar by Toby Keith. Um, what else I did? Um, gosh. My like my favorite song to sing on there is Valerie by the Zuttons. It's a good one. It's a good song. I like the Glee version. Yes, that means I watch Glee. I did too. It's okay. Yep. And then, um, gosh, yeah, there's just some fun ones. Crocodile Rock by Elton John. It's just, I was just messing around. Awesome. It's good. Um, I played on hard, not expert. I think I played a total of 16 songs or 17 songs. And I full comboed, which means from start to finish, hit it perfect, like three or four of them. I'm singing? Yeah. God damn. So sometimes you got to do some weird things, drop octaves to hit notes, but sure, you do what you do. And it, yeah, it was it was a good time. Nice. Um, and then I also played some Apex Legends. You did. On PC. You did. And I tried Xbox. You did. <laughs> I bought the Battle Pass on PC. How's the grind going? Um, it's tough. It's yeah. hard. It is solo queuing is rough, especially like a lot of people. I'm very survive happy. Like that's what I'm gonna say. Sure, don't avoid the engagement. Yeah, try to survive to the end. Right, pick um, your engagements correctly. Yep, and then a lot of people are very. I'm just want to go in and get kills. So what's really frustrating to me, and you see it a lot, is. One person will push towards the kills. They'll go down. Then the next person pushes towards that area because their teammate's down. Then they go down. Right. Because and it's not a team fight right. at that point. Right. It's You're filing it one by one. Yep. Just like Halo. You don't want to do that. Exactly. Um, so that gets annoying when you're left alone and a team that knows where you are because your team just pushed from a location. Or um, <laughs> There's other times where like if you're just solo queuing, people just... They, they just spread out too much. They don't stay together. Right. You really need a team to advance in that game. But it is fun. I enjoy it. I'm getting more used to the guns. Um, I really like the alternator. If you have the disruptor rounds, it just shreds shields. It's ridiculous. So you can take a gold da- a, sh- a gold shield down pretty quick with it. So you just need that disruptor rounds. Yeah. Uh, but it's fun. I didn't jump into any Halo this week. I don't think since we last recorded. No Halo. That's going to change, though. It's got to. Why? Oh, will. Why? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it yeah, will. Yeah. yeah. I'm bringing my Xbox to Chicago, so it's going to change. Yep. <laughs> it will change. What did you play this week, Josh? Great question, Will. I played a game called Sky. Um, it's on mobile, as a matter of fact. And it is the 
successor to Journey. Oh, yeah. It is made by the same company, that game company, and it's pretty good so far. Music is fantastic. Gameplay is very simple, like Journey. Like I said, it's just like the next type of that game. Um, The problem I have is I want to play it not on mobile, but apparently I'm not the only person because they've already said that they're going to be bringing it to other platforms. Oh, nice. So I will probably wait to play more of it until it comes out on PC or PS4, Xbox One, whatever it comes out on. Wherever it is, yeah. Yep, and I'll play it there. But I'm very excited to play through that because Journey has been and still is one of the best gaming experiences I've ever had in my entire life. If, if anybody has not played that video game, you owe it to yourself to play it. If you, have a, if you have a PlayStation console, it's on PS3 and it's on PS4. I cannot recommend it enough. It's like three hours long, and you seriously owe it to yourself to play it. It's that good. Um, yeah, other than that, I played Apex Legends as well. We played together. Yep. Yep. Uh, it was you, myself, and Joey. Uh, I played on PC. Um, yeah. I. It's still the only Battle Royale game that I like. Still. I don't think any other game, I don't think any Battle Royale mode or game will surpass it at this point, because I already love the Titanfall gameplay. And this is just the next transition of that. Um, I mean, I guess if Halo came out with one, which I don't think they will, but if they did, then I might probably enjoy that more just because it's Halo related. But in all honesty, I think this game's fantastic. Uh, and then, I don't know, I still love, like, I, I love the Prowler. Uh, as long as you can get the hop up for it, yeah, which turns it into an automatic weapon. Yep, I can agree. Yes. Um, burst is fine, but when you're able to just hold down the, well, I, play, ugh, I play on controller on PC, uh, when you're able to hold down the trigger, it just works so much better. Yeah. Um, and it looks like an AR from Halo, which is awesome. And then I still love the Peacekeeper, man. I still do. You can do some damage with it close range. Yeah. I was trying to do the, I think it's the EVA eight, the automatic shotgun. Yeah. Right. Um, like I would try it, the Peacekeeper just hits harder. Yep. And this is going to sound stupid, but I feel like I'm a little bit more accurate with the Peacekeeper than than that gun. So, yeah, I just really like Peacekeeper. I think it's great. So that's probably my go-to combo right there. On that, with the with the ability to fire faster with the EV-8, yep. some people do spam it faster because right. they're trying to get those extra shots because it does less damage. Right. So when you can be more precise, hit someone for 110 damage and know that next shot's going to take them down, maybe that, just that in your mind, you can slow down that shot. Just exactly. hit a couple and... Um, to be honest with you, I don't think I've ever used a powered up shot from the hop up on the peacekeeper yet. Like I'll find it and I'll, like, I'll never fully, I'll never be in a situation where I have it fully charged. You just have to ADS for it to charge and then. Right. But it takes a little bit for it to charge when you're ADSing. Yep. And usually I'm engaged in a fight at that point. So it's like, right. Whatever. Um, the, uh, the barrel stabilizers are huge on those because it actually increases rate of fire. Ooh. So, so that with the hop up, which means it could be a less charge time. Yep. Ooh. So that's why that's why a barrel stabilizer is really important on a peacekeeper. Because so having a fully kitted out peacekeeper, you could probably just destroy. Yeah, you could shred. All right. Close um, range. Close range. I realize I suck with the G7 Scout. Oh yeah. I'm fucking trashed with that weapon. It's light ammo too, so you don't do much damage. Yeah, I'm just bad with snipers in general in that game. I'm just bad. See, I'm I'm good with the like super close quarters. I don't like. Oh. That I prefer that. I, That's my go-to. I like the medium, like, 
not long range, but like sure. the short to medium range. Sure. Um, and we could have won that game if I didn't have. There was a game I had uh, at the end of the game. I ended up with a devotion and a Spitfire. LMGs that do medium to long range damage and yep. the circles were closing in. That was when I, we had that Watson on our team, right? Yep. And yeah. And I, I I didn't have anything to it's okay. we fired fast enough, but I know we could have won that game. It's okay. So frustrating. I remember I had a couple good flanks at one point. And then you remember the game where like I had, I revived the same guy like five you know, oh, four times. Yeah. And then I revived you. Went and used the Phoenix kit to bring my stuff back. Went back, got both your guys' tags. You know, went back, revived you, got his tag, and then I died. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I was like, motherfucker. Uh, no, but I, I still love that game. I think that game's fantastic. And yeah, I'll keep playing it. I'm excited to see what Season 3 has. Um, season 2 just started. We have another 60-something days till Season 3. Yeah, and that's fine. I just, I'm t- Like, for cosmetics and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm just excited what it brings. And yeah. Good stuff. Um, played Halo 5. Uh, played some games with Scud. I'm going to talk about that later. And then played some Dragon Quest Builders 2 on the Switch. Nice. Yeah. Just brought that up to the bedroom. Played that for a little bit um, last night. Conked out. It's a good just dick around in, complete a couple quests, move on. Sure. That type of game. Sure. Yeah, that's what I played. All right. Very nice. Very nice indeed. Will? Yeah. It's time for the news. Do-do-do, do-do-do. That was like the fantasy football thing. That's ESPN alert. Oh, yeah. I just remember from fantasy football all the time. Yeah. Like anytime you make a pick in the draft and we do the draft, you know? Yep. It does it every time you're up. Um. Cool. So that out of the way. <laughs> First news story of the week. The MCC playlist update for July 24th, 2019 by Postums over on HaloWaypoint.com. And I quote, Good morning, friends. Welcome back to another weekly playlist update. With today's playlist update, we are bringing to you new maps to the rotation for 2v2 social and updates for map waiting and ranked Halo, uh, Halo CE team doubles. The Forge maps that are being added are Oracle by Squally DeBeans and Checkmate by Sergeant Slaphead. Full details on the changes are listed below. So 44 Social moved Halo 2 Anniversary Forge Map Epic, which is Skyward, to Fiesta. 2v2 Social added Halo 2 Anniversary Forge Maps Epic, aka Skyward, or, uh, oh, maybe these were, no, I'm just gonna say the name of the map, fuck it. Added Halo 2 Anniversary Forge Maps Epic, Oracle, and Checkmate to Slayer and Oddball. Uh, ranked Halo CE Team Doubles, adjusted waiting to increase the frequency of Chill Out, Hang'em High, and Prisoner, and Halo CE Team Doubles, Decreased frequency of Rat Race and Battle Creek. Good to see. Next up, we have the Halo Community Update by... Unishek? Thanks, Will. It could be Unishek? I don't know anymore. We, we just, like, put them both in there, you know? Yeah, why not? Yeah, it's up, to, up for interpretation. Until we ask him at Outpost, like, hey, how the fuck do you say is it? I think he's going to be there. We can confront him. And then we can record him saying his name. And therefore, whenever he has an article that we go through, we can play that soundbite of him saying his own name. And that way, it's never wrong. What do you think? Sure. Is that's <laughs> like spitballing here. I just Why think it'd be really funny to Why have him like have not? his name in the show as him saying his own name. But either way, who's it by? Will? We're gonna go with Unishek. 
All right, uh, three syllables. Unishek. Okay, perfect. This is on HaloWaypoint.com, and I quote, For Halo the Master Chief Collection, Legacy Maps and Game Types Migration. Our plan to move your favorite creations, maps, and game types from Halo 3, Halo Reach, and Halo 4 over to Halo the Master Chief Collection have now found our dates. We're doing a one-time copy of the maps and game types located in your file shares to help bring them over to MCC. Due to the complex nature of this process, we will only be able to do a single migration for each file type, so we split this into two separate days. One day for maps, and one day for game types. By allowing players to fill up their file share with these game types during the first pull and again with maps on the second pull, players can maximize their slots and bring over as many of each file type as they can fit in their file share. So, for game types, August 12th at 10am Pacific Time. August 12th at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. And for maps, August 26th at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. Again, August 26th at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. What do you have to do? Load up Halo 3, Halo Reach, and Halo 4 on your Xbox 360 or on your Xbox One via backwards compatibility and ensure the local files you want to copy over to MCC are uploaded to your file share before each pull. Please ensure your game types are uploaded before August 12th. After 10am on August 12th, please leave them there for at least 24 hours without altering so we can properly perform the copy and verify that it transferred correctly. Then, sometime before August 26th, please take some time to place your maps on your file shares across all three titles. To read up on the full process, head over to the MCC forums here on Waypoint. For Gamescom, we are currently planning to be at Gamescom this August to show off Halo Reach PC E3 demo to our biggest European fans and players. Since the team is hard at work on the upcoming Fireflight build, we want to leave them, uh, we want to, leave them to it and not pull them away from important matters. That said, we know that there's still plenty of you who have yet to go hands-on with this Tip of the Spear demo, and we're happy to bring it to you in Germany. Additionally, it'll be my first Gamescom, and I'm excited for it to be happening with MCC, so be sure to say hi if you see me at the booth. Not me, but, uh, Unishek. For Halo 5 Guardians. Playlist calendar. July 25th. Halo 2 BR Slayer rotates in for Covenant Slayer, so these are currently in effect. And Warzone Turbo goes live for the weekend. On August 1st, Snipers rotates in, into Ranked for the final month of the season. And Roaming King rotates in for Mythic Shoddy Snipers. On August 8th, Castle Wars rotates in for Halo 2 BR Slayer. On August 15th, Forerunner Slayer rotates in for Roaming King and Wars on Assault goes live for the weekend. On August 22nd, Action Sack rotates in for Castle Wars. And finally, on August 29th, Rock and Rail rotates in for Forerunner Slayer. Looks like Will and I are probably going to be playing a little bit of that playlist because his eyes peaked up. And Warzone Turbo goes live for the weekend. As we get closer and closer to Halo Infinite's release, our team has noticed an increase in the amount of players asking for double XP. Pay really close attention to what the fuck I'm about to say, guys. As a result, we wanted to let you all know that the first week of any rotational playlist, Warzone Assault and Warzone Turbo, will always feature double XP rewards. If you're looking to climb those last few ranks, be sure to take advantage of this opportunity. Therefore, they fucked me again. Will? Only the first week. Only the first week. It's not enough. No, not only that, but where the fuck... Okay. <sighs> I gotta calm down for a second, but I'm like, fuck, this seriously irritates me. So... Uh, hold on. Will? What? What are your thoughts on the double XP thing? In other words, I'm going to have you stall while I look something up real quick. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's great they're giving us something, but only one week. It would, um, now, they're, they even, 
they say in there for those last few ranks. Uh, you need a lot of fucking XP for those last few ranks. Yes. Um, you would have to do double, triple XP, double, put slap down five XP legendary boost on each game. Like, if you could do that. I was just saying. Um, no, they, they easily can. It's nuts. It's a numbers game. Like, I, like this can't... I know I say that game development is a hard thing to do, and yes, it is a hard thing to do. But really, come on. A multiplier. A multiplier. How hard is that? That can't be that hard. So, I thank you for stalling with me here. Uh, so, Mark Owens Your Face on Twitter states, uh, Everyone wants to get to 152 in Halo 5, so why does 343 not make the Team Arena pack available in the store ever? So... To reiterate, he's talking about the Halo Legend, the the Team Arena Legendary Boost Rec Pack. Yep. Where you get like 20 uh, XP Legendary Boosts for Arena. Okay. That is also on a rotation. So it's not available all the time. It should be available all the time. But that's besides the point. I replied back to him via the HTS Pro Talk Twitter account. And I state, better yet, why not have triple or quad XP weekends all like years? The rotational XP, the, ro- the rotational double XP playlists are great, but why not just go bigger? Seriously, why the fuck don't you just go bigger? Do you, like, what? You realize, okay, for those listening at home who do not know this, I'm about to blow your fucking mind. So, to go from 150 to 152, 150 to 152 takes the same amount of XP, the exact same numerical amount of XP from 1 to 150. What? Are you fucking kidding me? And... 343, I love you. I respect you. But... A rotational playlist for the first week is double XP, and then it's not after the fact? Let alone, these packs aren't available all the time? Let alone, you're not offering quad XP weekends just once in a while? Guys, Gears 4 still has these! Still! Dom te- Dom messages me and talks to me all the time about how, oh, this weekend it's going to be like six times XP in Gears. What the fuck? I, I'm so dumbfounded. I'm so dumbfounded by this. And if you are looking to keep players around that are playing your game, give them those XP boosts so that they keep playing the game. Exactly. Keep them invested. Exactly. Give them a reward for playing other than rec points. You guys said, you guys said, 343, three, people from 343 three have come out and said that keep your expectations tempered for the reward you're going to get if you get 152. It's going to be a small token of appreciation. Okay, I'm going to take that and run with it. If it's a small token of appreciation, then what the fuck difference does it make if you just increase the amount of XP that you get for a rotational playlist for longer than a week, and you increase it more than double. From 150 to 152, it takes the same amount of XP and time as from 1 to 150. Are you fucking kidding me? But Josh, we've had four years to get there. (sighs) Will, I'm glad you brought that up. 
Yes, we've had a very extended period of time to get there. You know, we we all know who Vetoed is, right? He's yeah. an HGS grassroots partner. Yep. He's a streamer. Basically, exclusively Halo. Mm-hmm. And uh, he still was not 152 on his main account. He's about to be. He's getting very, very close. But he's still not there. Huh. He's had the same amount of time as anybody else. And he's basically played Halo forever. Huh. All right, then. He has a lot of Smurfs. Don't... I know, I, that's, and account. I understand that. I understand that. But another reason why is all he, he has so many Smurfs because it takes him a long time to find games. Right, you can't find games. And he, he's mentioned it on Twitter. He's not going to sit there for an extended period of time when he's trying to provide content to his viewers on a stream. He'd rather just switch to a Smurf so we can actually find a fucking game in the game. Yeah. But that brings back the point. Give us, give people more XP because then they'll want to come back and play. Yes. So bring it full circle. Yes. Thank you. I'm so fucking beyond pissed about that. That is unbelievably, like, poor judgment. Come on. You haven't gotten a Josh rant in a long time, and this is full-blown. I'm fucking pissed. <laughs> like, you came out uh. and said, and I, and I said I respect you guys. Like, I truly do. I, I, Something must be going on over there where this is justified, but I don't think it should be fucking justified. The first week? Get the fuck out of here. Oh, my God. I said it last week that, like, my road to 152 is done. Like, it is. Like, there's no way I'm going to be able to get it. And now knowing this, everybody else that's going for it, good fucking luck. Unless you have a party for Warzone. Good lord. All right. Anything else you want to say about that before I lose my fucking mind? Nope, let's move on. All right. For Halo Gear, 1,000 Toys. We've partnered with 1,000 Toys to bring your favorite Spartan to life with a bit of style. This Master Chief Mjolnir Mark V re-edit, 112th a scale action figure prototype... That's a fucking mouthful. It was on display at San Diego Comic-Con last week and turned more than a few heads. It's looking great, and I can't wait to get my hands on one for my desk here at the studio. It did look great, and I hope I get one too. And then finally, Wicked Cool Toys. If you're excited for Halo Infinite-related toys, you may be glad to hear our Halo Gear team has announced that Wicked Cool Toys will be their global toy licensee for the upcoming title. Pretty sweet. I'm excited to see what uh, figurines come out of that, and uh, if there's any cool shit, then I'll probably get some myself. Especially the uh, Master Chief. I usually always get the mainline Master Chief figure that comes up. Um, that's it for regular news. It's time for some competitive news. Halo Wars 2 Europa Halo update by Metalizer on Twitter, and I quote, Little update after I got some questions, we are still working on our Halo Wars 2 tourneys and leagues. We recruited some extra staff and we are working on graphics in the prize pool. We are not forcing things that we are making sure we are doing things right, the right way, so this can grow in the future. Very nice to hear. I'm excited for the future of the Europa Halo, Halo Wars 2 stuffs. Sounds promising. Next up, weekly Halo tournaments in Chicago. This is by my tales on Twitter, and I quote, Chicago Halo players, Rocket League Thursdays will now be rebranded to Arena Thursdays and will feature Rocket League, Halo 3, and Halo 5 community meetups and tournaments. Join us tonight at GWE Esports SCH, which is GameWorks Esports Schamburg, for our Thursday weekly event. Doors are at 5 p.m., $5 venue, and $5 entry. Every Thursday from 5 p.m. to close, we will host a 2v2, um... I don't know what that says. Tourneys for $5 cash buy-in. Or you can just want to meet local players and get some games in, pay $5 and play all night. 10 Xbox Ones with Alienware 25 monitors and limited copies, plus 10 extra monitors for bring-your-own-computer provided. 
Cool. Awesome. And if I'm not mistaken, Will, I believe that is where we are going to check out when we make our way into Chicago for Halo Outpost Discovery, because we actually leave on Thursday morning this week. Awesome. Yeah. I think that's the place that we're going to stop by and just check out. Sweet. Yeah. So if you're anywhere in the area, we'll probably be there on that Thursday night. Next up, Halo Classic Atlantic City announces yet another side tournament. This is by UGC. It's a tweet, and I quote, Halo 3 free-for-all, $1,000 prize. So now we have a Halo 3 4v4, a Halo a Halo 1 2v2, a Halo 5 2v2, and a Halo 3 free-for-all. Now all we need is a Halo 4 4v4 and a Halo 2. I don't know. I'm just fucking... Yeah. I said it before and I'm going to say it again. I really hope they learned their lesson from the first one. And I hope they don't get in over their heads on this. I'm all for them listing the community and doing what the community wants, but I just hope they have everything planned accordingly. Next up, Palshi is setting up a LAN. This is by Palshi on Twitter, and I quote, Halo peoples of Washington or the surrounding areas. I'm putting together a LAN. Any or all the Halos will be played. I have a few places where it can be. Just need a headcount of how many are willing to show up. Next question, which month works best? Tag your local friends. So if you go to the tweet, he has a poll on which month works best. If you're in the area or the surrounding area, please attend. Please let them know that you're interested and uh, play all the Halo 4. Next news story, Will. The big one. This is a bit of a big one, yep. This is it. Okay. So let's do a little disclaimer here. Because I have a feeling after all this... Those who have listened for a while might recognize a name that is said in here and things that we have said and things that we have talked about in the past. So the next news story we're going to talk about has to do with Denial Esports. In other words, the dissolving of that company yet again. And two members associated with that organization, one being Zach um, and then one being Blackbeard. So... I'm just going to put a disclaimer here. We had Zach on for an interview. Um, we talked to him about things. He said what he said in that interview, and we're going to leave that at that. After everything has come to light, we see we basically see the type of person that he is. And like I said, we're going to leave the Zach interview at that. And we have a little bit more information now. So, this is uh, this is an article on Upcomer.com by Kevin Hitt. And I quote, Alone at a popular lunch spot in Newport Beach, California, self-made millionaire Patrick Blackbeard A.P. Smith sits with his hands behind his head, staring out at the ocean view, searching for answers. The former CEO and money man of Denial Esports is reliving the last six months, asking himself why he didn't see the signs. Now, with his esports reputation in decline, along with being duped out of more than $250,000, Patrick beats himself up every day, wondering why he fell into league with uh wondering why he fell into league with Zachary Smith, the much maligned owner of Denial Esports. 
This whole ordeal has affected all my relationships, says Patrick. Uh, he says as he looks off into the waves slowly rocking the dock boats. How do you think my wife is looking at me right now? How many times am I going to make bad decisions? Losing six figures sucks. I should have done my due diligence. I have a daughter to think about. End quote. Being involved with Denial Esports and losing upward of $250,000 wasn't the first mistake Patrick has made in esports investments. In fact, his first mistake was probably how he believed he became a mark. In 2018, Patrick invested in Battle Token, a supposed cryptocurrency created by Tom Butler, who owned the Pro Battle League. The cryptocurrency would have been used to enter events, pave teams and players, and create fan rewards. Patrick gave $60,000 to Butler to help develop the cryptocurrency, only to see nothing delivered. If you want more information on that, you can check out our episode on the Pro Battle League. And whether by coincidence or not, the exact moment Patrick lost that $60,000, Zachary Smith came into his life. I got a phone call from Zach saying, Oh man, I heard you got scammed by Butler. Happened to me too, Patrick said. We should get together and talk about this denial thing I'm working on. The two got together for meetings where Zachary showed Patrick paperwork that proved there was money in this project and, with a little help, could take Denial Esports into the realm of being a Tier 1 organization. At least, that's what Patrick thought. Zachary offered him the title of CEO. It looks like I was just simply targeted, Patrick said, taking off his glasses to rub his eyes. He knew that I was a positive person. He knew I had a following and some money. I think he needed a face, uh, I think he needed a face to get past all the negativity of the brand and himself. Patrick invested and paid out over $150,000 in operating costs and investments, while he was told he would receive a return of 10-15% to every 30 days. Patrick accepted the role of CEO without signing any paperwork and went ahead on a media campaign where he made videos driving in his car, talking about how he and Denial Esports could be a positive force in the esports ecosystem. And when Patrick asked Zach about being more involved in the day-to-day operations of Denial, Zachary sent a text message that stated that Patrick should be the positive face of the company. He should keep doing those videos and keep up the positive energy. Nothing more. But that didn't satisfy Patrick. Whether he was being naive or believed he could change the image of Denial Esports, Patrick was fighting against years of neglect initially uh, perpetrated by former Denial Esports owner Robbie Rignalda, where players were not getting paid, girlfriends were paying team house rent, and more. Zachary brought his own set of negativity with accusations of fake stream giveaways and running a gambling site without a license while claiming to have one. But the biggest scam had yet to be unleashed on the players and staff members of Denial Esports. Since May, Zachary has been filing disputes with PayPal in an attempt to steal back the money he has paid out in salary and other expenses. Additionally, Denial's Counter-Strike team had not been paid for over a month, which put Patrick and the squad at odds. Zachary told me he would pay them, and he would transfer money to the account so I could pay them, Patrick relayed. But that money never showed, so I offered to pay the team out of my own pocket, but they refused to to take the money. I think Sir Scoots told them not to. The CSGO team was in fact offered back payment from Patrick, but refused to take the payment because uh, because of one condition associated with signing the paperwork, a non-disclosure agreement clause. That was the last thing I was going to do for Denial, Patrick said. So, when they refused, I knew I would have nothing to do with Denial again. That has not sat well with some people in Denial. One player, who spoke on the condition of, an- of an anim- anonymity, said... He was the CEO and he has responsibilities. He should pay the players. Make this right and move on. When asked about being the CEO and that he has a duty to dial esports, its players and staff Patrick is conflicted. I already gave over 150000 of my own money to this organization, he said. There is a negative balance in the bank account. 
I know that I have money and some people see that and say, why can't you just pay us? Well, I'm done paying people out of my own pocket. I know it sounds harsh, but I just can't afford it anymore. Having signed no paperwork and with the business entity in the red, Patrick is under no obligation to pay out of pocket. I've given money to some of the players in denial recently because they were going to lose where they lived or needed money or for food. Patrick said as he looked away, I love all these guys and I wish I could do more, but the reality is I just can't. I know a lot of us are thinking more emotionally than logically, Patrick said with uh, a little more sadness in his voice. I just hope the players can understand the business has zero money. In fact, less than zero. And now we have Zach taking money from people that they earned. It's a disgrace. Will Patrick ever get back into esports? If the people will have me back after this, and I think it's a worthwhile investment, I'm going to find the most professional and best staff I can find, Patrick said. Otherwise, never again. There you have it. So, yeah. Patrick basically saying what what went on with denial there, that the, there just never was enough money coming in. They couldn't pay people, and it crumbled. And it seems like a lot of false promises. Yep. And uh, from Zach. And you know what, Will? That's not where this ends. Right. We have something to talk about later on in the show that's going to provide even more context. As to what happened, not with denial, but with Zach in general. Yeah. Um, it's just so unfortunate because the message when this was starting up is that they were going to turn it around. They were going to be this positive force. The big thing that concerns me in this interview, and it should have probably concerned Patrick at the time as well, is when he asked for more um, hands-on hands on stuff with the business and Zach was like, don't worry about it. Yep. If you're a CEO of a business, you should know everything that's happening. Exactly. You normally work your way up to CEO. Yeah. So and therefore, you know the day-to-day operations and it, you're able to hand that off to somebody else and be like, okay, I'm going to let you take the reins on this. I'm going to watch from afar, but that person knows what's going on. Yeah. So it, it's so unfortunate because... I wanted I wanted to believe in it that they were going to come back with this positiveness and turn it around. And you know what? It's it's it sucks that this happened under the same name twice. You know? It does. And like I said, like I'd put a disclaimer before we talked about this. We had that interview with Zach and Money Matches was still sponsoring teams going into Halo events. Mm-hmm. And everything looked fine because I think they were sponsoring GMS along with another team too. Yeah. So everything seemed fine on that front, and the players on the Denial Halo team seemed like everything was going okay as well. They looked like everything was fine. Then no. Then not at all. Then all the PayPal stuff coming came out, and I'm like, oh, fuck. And it went downhill real quick. And I'm also going to say this. For those that remember our PBL episode from way back... We had our definitive reservations about Patrick. It it just seemed very odd that somebody came in with who looked like had a bunch of money out of nowhere, and it just seemed very weird. Turns out the dude is genuinely amazing and is a self-made man. I cannot fault or deny him on any of that. And nope. he clearly, from the very get-go... He wanted what's best for the players, first and foremost. 
He hadn't been in esports before. He said it himself. And he saw the potential in it. He still, he, he already still does. And Patrick, if you ever listen to this, I'm just going to say this. I personally apologize for the negativity that I threw towards you during the PBL phase. It was unwarranted. You didn't deserve it. And clearly now that I know the type of person that you are, you deserve the absolute best. You want what's best for the players. And I've seen it on Twitter and I'll reiterate here. You will, you will be accepted greatly if, and when you come back. I mean, you have to look at it too. He's had two bad deals with these people who put blinders on him. Yes. Right. If he still has that passion, I would, yeah, definitely love to have him back in esports somewhere. Start your own. Start your own something, Patrick. Do it right. Do it. You said, if I'm, if I recall correctly, you said when the PBL shit fell through, and you got out of out of there after the Anaheim Pirates shit happened. You said, and if I'm not mistaken, you said that you're going to make something that's going to be bigger and better than they could ever do. I real like Will said, I really hope you have that passion still because if you bring that intensity and you really care about the players like like we've seen you care for them and like we know you care for them. As you always say, we think you could bring it to the top. So by all means, I, I, we really hope to see you back in the near future and we can't wait to see what you do. That's where I'm going to leave that. Will, is there anything else you'd like to say? Nope. Good from there. All right. That's it for the regular news and competitive news for the week. Now it's time for some upcoming tournaments of the week. First and foremost, we have the Halo Wars 2 Open Legends 2v2 Tournament by Halo Wars Tournament Central. You can check out the challenge link. It's taking place August 3rd at 5 p.m. GMT, which is 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So check that out if you're any at all interested. Next up, the Microsoft Store Halo 5 Free-for-All Tournaments are back. This is a tweet by HCS, and I quote, The Microsoft Store Halo Tournaments are back. Next Saturday, head to your local Microsoft Store and show us what you got in the Halo 5 Free-for-All Tournament. To find a participating location, visit smash.gg slash mrshalo. And, uh, yeah, get competing if you're interested. Next up, we have the UGL Halo 3 4v4. It's taking place August 3rd. Then we have the Halo Classic Atlantic City Qualifier Number 1, taking place on August 3rd at 12 p.m. Central Time. And then we have the Europa Halo Team Takedown number two. Actually, I think it's Central Time. Fuck. Check out the link. (laughs) Then we have the Europa Halo Team Takedown number two, which is taking place August 4th at 5 p.m. UTC. Check all of the tournaments out. Will, that's it for what we got coming up this week, but what do we got for the recaps of what happened this last week? All right, we'll start off with the Face It Ignite online qualifier. These are the finals, final EU results. Coming in fifth through eighth, we have Revive Nation. This included Beatley, MC versus Arbiter, Hercules, and Prophet. Fatal Henchman, uh, Boinzy, Farah with City. I think it's Ferocity. For Bo- Ra- oh, I see. Ferocity. Yeah, just spelled differently. Ferocity. Ryshan and Clooney. Uh, Mocket, which was uh, Squashy, Warlord, Looney, and uh, Organs. We have Last Minute Squad, which was Thomas, 
adds Shiesty and Smithy. In third through fourth, we have back to classic. This was Sandel, Ebby, Jobst, and Little Sandel. Then uh, Team Aspire, which was Jimbo, Two Foxy, Riots, and Flux. And I think we're currently waiting on the finals to be played. No, they're not being played. Oh. Because the top two EU teams out of this got full accommodations for the event, so they didn't play the finals. Gotcha. So top two teams here were Mazer Gaming, which was Flames, Havoc, Fusion, and so Snaky. And then Moe's is a clown, which was Hollers, Respectful, Moe's, and Snipe Drone. Uh, Respectful did tweet. He said, we won all of our face-it matches today and secured full funding for the London Halo event. We are still actively searching for an org to represent at this time, at this and future events. Retweet, please. Thank you. Smiley face. Yeah. See, they still don't have an organization to rep them. It's crazy. Yep. Technically one of the best. Exactly. Yep. All right. Next, we have the Face It Ignite online qualifier final for the NA region. In 5th through 8th, we have Team Relay, which was Omega, Tusk, Boobadoo, and Porky. President Trump was Gilkey, Rippin, Zerka, and Fantasy. T and Crumpets. This is Gun-type, Blitzkrieg, Dragonite, and Russ Returns. Then uh, KC, Addy, Dongs, KC, Wave, Judge Judy, or Judah, sorry, and Mimic, and Rowan, DeBoat. 3rd through 4th, Falling Esports, Ace, Ryan Noob, Goofy, and Neighbor. 5 Bucks, Snug, Shaylee, Straight Sick, Ares, and Demon D. Formerly denial. Second was uh, Gooder, Trippy, Snipedown, Eco, and Penguin. And first, Tox Gaming takes it. If you don't know who these guys are, it's Snakebite, Lethal, Royal 2, and APG, but you should. And they secured full funding for the London event. Nice. Yes. Um, Any surprises there? Not really, but I will say this. So I was watching Ace's stream today. Yeah. Um, watching him compete in the qualifier with his team. And they were up against Snipedown's team. So, uh, Gooder. It was game. Oh man, this is, this was, oh, this is so, this sucks. So it was oddball on guardian. I think it was game three. I'm just, I mean, spoiler alert. They lost three Oh, uh, to Snipedown's team, but game three, I believe it was game three oddball on guardian. It was one of those instances where good. I mean, uh, it was one of those instances where Ace's team probably should have played the ball. They didn't. Seconds left on the clock. Snipedown's team gets it. They win by one point. You got to jump off with that, man. Because the time ran out. Oh. And it literally, and like you heard everybody on that team were just like, are you kidding me? Like oh, it, as the wow. as the score flipped over, as the time hit zero, yeah, they had an extra second. Crazy, yeah, it was insane. It was absolutely insane. And the last and, and the player who had the ball on Snipe Down's team was um was bottom yellow, I believe, and they just kept trying to nade him and they couldn't. Yeah, they just couldn't him get out. him. Yeah, and I, I just couldn't believe it. I'm like, what an end to a fucking game yeah that's so, crazy yeah, yep and and ace was saying to himself during one of the games as well there was there was one game where there's a little bit lack of communication um but other than that i th- like as long as they just work out a few kinks if that team sticks together i think they're going to be a force to be reckoned with as well they could easily they could easily won uh two if not all the games really if they just had a couple plays go their way so yeah nothing against that team obviously i i, I said it 
so UGC put out a tweet where like they, they said, who do you think uh, they had like a few questions. And one of them was, who do you think is going to win the Atlanta, uh, the Atlantic city tournament? And I, and like, I, via the HTS protect account, I said talks because realistically like it's who they dominate. Yeah. They're, they're the favorite, but I did say that the competition to me is more fierce than it ever has been. You, you have trippy and penguin winning the rise till dawn event, right? Yep. And I, like I joked about it before, but like two halo four players, right. Coming in, yeah. dominating in halo three. And it, it's just, the competition's more fierce than ever before. Ace is one of the greatest players in the world, still competing at the highest caliber. He has teammates there to support him as well. Uh, it's it's going to be something. It's definitely going to be something that's an Atlantic event. So, yeah, I just thought that game was fucking bonkers. But go ahead, Will. I'm sorry. Oh, no. And then uh, <clears throat> just last piece of information here. It's a tournament that's cur- currently going on as we speak. So we're going to provide the results in next week's show. But just know the SWAT Nation once upon a SWAT 2v2 is happening. And they said we'll have results next week. And that's uh that's gonna do it for I guess roster not roster where am I going uh, tournament recaps for the week. Very nice. I was just looking up right now to see if that SWAT Nation tournament had concluded, since we are at this point in time right now. Yeah. So hold on one second. We're gonna stall. Just bringing them up on Twitter. Just do, checking do, it do, out. Do, 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 do. Okay, so the losers finals was forty eight minutes ago. Okay. Therefore, oh, grand finals started nine minutes ago. Okay. So, in so, other words, it, it the tournament's going to end by the time we're done with the show. So we'll, we'll go through it all. Yeah, I'll keep this up. I'll keep this up, and if we if it finishes by the time we're almost done, we'll just include it anyway. Okay. We'll see what happens. We'll fly at the seat of our pants. All right. Sounds good. Is that it for the tournaments? That's it. All right. Okay, so I did say that there was going to be a topic this week but i didn't actually post a topic reason being tashi put out a tweet and i thought this would be a perfect opportunity to discuss what this tweet was the questions that were asked we can go back and forth talk about it a little bit and then we'll have a full-blown topic in a couple weeks after we get back from chicago so tashi put out this tweet and i quote November marks the fifth year anniversary of the HCS. We are looking to make a post to celebrate, but also shed some light on Halo Infinite HCS. What are some high-level questions you would want answered? Note, we won't be talking about the game or things like cities, events, etc. So realistically, like, what does that leave to yeah. be asked, right? Okay. So I picked, there were a lot of replies. Don't worry, well, I didn't include them all. There were a lot. But instead, I went through, um, grabbed, grabbed what I thought were like the basics, right? And we'll go through and we'll see what happens, okay? So, Moses states, what are the main goals HCS is trying to achieve over the next five years? How do you plan on making Pro Halo less feast or famine when, and more worthwhile for teams outside of the top four? What efforts are you making to grow the game in regions outside of North America? Are there any plans to revamp Halo.gg? A proper official Halo esports website would do a lot for the scene. So yeah, I the Halo.gg thing, that needs to happen. Um, I think Noob Combo, Maddie, you're doing a great job. 
And I mean, if they like, if they want to talk to you about that, I think that'd be even better because you're already doing a great thing with that website, considering it's directed for Halo esports. Duh. And he includes the uh, community tournaments on there as well. I think that'd be potentially a perfect home. Um, the making it less feast or famine for the t- for people outside of the top four. So, I'm a little concerned because realistically, I mean, what? It's either you're good or you're not. You got to compete, right? Um, I think what he's saying is. Look, the top four teams have always been their talks. If you go back to Halo Five for those that wild splice, reciprocity, elevate, you throw elevate renegades, renegades. yeah, um, or even envy when they were a part of it, right? I mean, they became that reciprocity roster, but yeah. yes, no, I, I see so, what you're saying, yeah. Like these top four teams, yep, they're always there, yes. They get the hotel accommodations. So are we saying like spread they out the, the prize pool a little they bit get more the too? Prize pool money. Um, it's just, maybe that's a reason why you don't see many orgs in Halo is because the money's not there. The money's not there to support the org to get to these events. Right. So maybe not from just a prize pools perspective, but maybe like all around how, how can you help support the scene so that it doesn't just heavily benefit the top, the top of the top, the top of the top. Right. I can respect that. Matty Rum states, public API? Please. Yes, please. Need it. Halo Data Hive, I'm looking at you. Um, Paradise Halo states, what are some sponsors that HCS would really want to be on board? And how will the grassroots program exist alongside the pro scene? So all I'm going to say is I hope the I hope the grassroots program expands and just becomes bigger um, with a little bit more transparency on what the fuck is even included. Other than giving out skins. I mean, they tweet every once in a while, so you have publicity. Right. But, like, those are the two things that happens. Yeah. So, that's that. Um, And then the sponsors, I just keep coming back to, I want there to be, like, an MLG Pro League. And I want MLG to be, like, the main tournament organizer of events. They put on phenomenal shows. They just do great work. That's that. Wonderboy states... What measures are going to be put in place to ensure and force roster stability? The grassroots season, with no restrictions on rosters, has made it near impossible from a viewer's perspective to know or remember who's on which team. Just tune into Roster Mania. <laughs> on HGS Pro Talk, your weekly Halo Esports podcast. Um, no, but seriously, it's we've talked about it countless times. There needs to be roster locks well in advance. There needs to be time... And this would help if there was a pro league where you have your deadlines and then you have time for these teams to gel, right? Sure, you can have a sub or two. That's fine, too. Call of Duty has that. What? Like, they just need to start doing, like, I'm down for, like, NFL format, right? You have the league, HCS. Yes. You buy your spot in to the league. Okay. So, team reciprocity, team and uh, team envy, whoever it may be. Yes, and then fucking actually draft like break up talks. I don't care. You have a salary cap. Actually, yeah, salary cap. Draft Ooh. the players, give them salaries, make it official. 
like that. And then they have to sign like entry level contract. Like if you're a quote unquote rookie, you get like a, a two year deal. Well, not maybe not two dear, but like a one year deal. But if you want these these people longer, maybe you know. I know you're looking at me like crazy, like two years. That's crazy. But no, no, I'm looking at you crazy. Like, damn. You actually, like, yeah. Make I don't know it if it'd work in an esports sense, though. No, probably not. I just don't know because it, Call of Duty's going the franchise route. I know that. Yeah, and that's going to be, I believe, with next year's entry. So, well, I mean, technically, this year's entry, 2019. Right. But with that, modern warfare no I'm, I mean, I'm excited like i'm excited to see what comes of that because if that works then it could probably transfer to other games as well and lo and behold infinite's not coming out until 2020 therefore call of duty does it we see how it fares if it does well you still have a year like in the burner seeing if something's gonna work out if right. it doesn't work out then it's like well fuck it we didn't announce anything we can just scrap that and move on Right. And, um, yeah, you just gotta, you gotta make it better for the viewers. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. It, it's, it's hard to build brand loyalty when it's constantly changing. Yes. And it's, remember when we, oh my God. Remember when we had, before Worlds, the Worlds qualifiers, uh, the MLG game battles qualifiers, rosters change every week. Oh, yeah. Every fucking week. Because people were just trying to get their sync. Because points were distributed like by a single player. Yeah. So everyone was just trying to get their points. And if someone couldn't play that week or something, you know, everyone just wanted to try to get a leg up. So if something didn't work, they'd change it up. It was nuts. It was nuts. Crazy. There needs to be rules in place to not allow that to happen. I agree. I agree. And they need to be well in advance. Um... All right. But that's the thing right now is the reason it is happening is because there isn't a league. It's right. Single it's major tournament. events that happen maybe three to five times yeah. a year. Yep. Single tournament by single tournament. So, I mean, you don't have to roster lock, I think, until you sign into the event, which is nuts. Right. And so there needs to be this thing called consistency. Yeah. Hopefully exactly. we get that. Hopefully. Uh, yes. Mark Owens, your face states, is there going to be a Halo Infinite Amateur League? So I think we talked about this a couple weeks ago or something like that, where I'd be fine if there was a pro league and an AM league. Um, that way you have the AM players working their way up and they're able to like at the pro league events, they're, like the top AM teams are able to compete and maybe secure their spot within the pro league. Kind of like uh, well, Halo Draft League has their two separate leagues. Correct. And they're they're. Their challenger league is the kind of like the amateur. Yep, and then you have the and, champions league. Yep, so they have a chance to make it to the playoffs and prove themselves. They do, but it's just they they it's just that they get that opportunity, which is it's just awesome. Yep. So, and I know that um, Call of Duty did the same thing because they just had their NA. We know they just had their pro league finals take place, and they did have an open final before getting into the championship. And so, yeah, hopefully there, we just have more types of things like that. Legend states, which platform will be the main avenue for competitive official LAN and online tournaments? I think most of us would like to know before shelling out on Project Scarlet, as this money could be invested on a better PC instead. Also, whether team skins are going to make a comeback. 
In addition, something which I feel is very important for longevity and to grow a healthy scene, are there any plans for a Path to Pro or Overwatch Contenders-like system? I feel like this has been the most lacking aspect of Halo Esports as of late. By this, I mean that there is no means of progression as a team in Halo. Call of Duty now has their own AM tournaments, Overwatch has contenders, CSGO has multiple avenues like ESEA. Like, old MLG had a clear AM semi-pro pro progression with tournaments and leagues which affected this ranking. So again, hitting on the AM aspect. Yep. There, there just needs to be something. Yeah. And whether that means... Think about... Okay. I'm gonna throw something your way, Will. See if this sticks. Okay? Okay. Halo Draft League, like you said. HCS Grassroots. Why not combine the two? I just hit the mic. Sorry. In other words, make Halo Draft League a grassroots partner. Yeah. Then pull from there. Your AM league or leagues could be tied to the Halo Draft League. Therefore, the Halo Draft League presents... Right. The Halo Infinite AM Pro League via HCS Grassroots or whatever it is. But you... Halo Draft League, I'm sorry. Like, this isn't meant to be a dig or anything, but like, realistic... What do businesses do, right? What do, what do great leaders do? They like to delegate, right? Yeah. Halo Draft League's doing the work. Make, like, allow them to be a part of the process. The, season 3 is only going to be bigger and better. They've learned their lessons from season two. As long as they keep on that progression, why not just put two and two together? It looks like a match made in heaven. Well, one thing they would need is probably set casting. Yep, I agree. And just, you know, graphics overhaul at that point. And yeah, they can make it work. And that's the thing is that I think with proper funding... As long as 343 or the HCS team pays them, like they're under contract or whatever it may be. Because I'm not saying this would be some willy-nilly, like, oh, you're grassroots now. Hey, you can do this for us. They should get paid. Oh, yeah. Like, absolutely, they should get paid. Just like I believe every grassroots um, tournament organizer deserves, like, extra prize pool from the HCS grassroots program. But that could be a discussion for another day. Um, but no, I think that could be easily... A match made in heaven. And then, Europa Halo, right? They're already a grassroots member. GT Halo, they're already a grassroots member. So, Halo Draft League could realistically be the North American amateur side. GT Halo could be the Canadian amateur side. Europa Halo could be the European amateur side. Yeah. Because they always talk about how they don't have enough regional events. I mean, like, international events, right? Yep. yep. That could help out as well. Which actually leads perfectly into uh, Batchford's question here. Read it. Go ahead. What will your guys' long-term plans be for regions outside of North America? EU, LATAM, Australia, New Zealand, Asia, etc. Hopefully not just one world championship tournament. Yeah. Hopefully not just one. Yeah. It needs to be everywhere. I mean, it just does. It does need to be everywhere. And then... The world, like, there could be, the qualifiers need to be better. They need to be bigger and better. And they need to be around the world. Then you can fully determine. As long as, it, like, if the qualifiers happen more frequently, 
then you really oh. start to find like the cream of the crop. So you the the team that you invite to the world finals, you know, are the best from that region. Yeah. And the another thing is, is these qualifiers need to be for sure streamed. Yes. They only did a, like a, a few of them. Right. Where you could you could have the whole storyline build the hype once. I mean, you don't have to. I'm, what In North America, you had 70, 80 teams showing up. Yes. I mean, start streaming when it gets down to. You can do top 12, realistically top, yeah. speaking. Or even top eight. Yeah. And just, just give content. You need the content. Exactly. You need to build hype around the event. Exactly. Couldn't agree more. Could not agree more. Um, Onset states, what formula is in place to ensure consistency of quality in events? And also in regards to settings, will pro players be included in the discussions before the first event to develop settings that cater to the needs of the competitive community? I'm going to hit on the fir- on the second point first. Isn't that what the pro league team's for? You would think, right? That's What do you mean? So Quality three- events? No, no, no. I'm, I'm hitting on the second point oh. first. So will pro players have a say in what the competitive settings are? The pro team. Yeah. Yes. So they have, so three, four, three has, for those who don't know, three, four, three has a pro team. Okay. And they are supposed to be helping determine how the competitive side or how the multiplayer aspect of Halo Infinite is going to go. Now, I think what Onset is getting at is just like pro players that are going to be playing the game competitively or pro players that have played like competitive, like professional players right now, right? Yeah. And honestly, I do hope that 343 takes their opinions into consideration considering they are the ones that are going to be playing the game for years and years, trying to get that top placing, trying to get that chip. And yeah. I mean, I respect what the developers want to do. We talk about it all the time. We want them to make the game they want to make. Right? Yeah. But then it comes to a point where, okay, it's out in front of millions of people. Millions of people, hopefully millions of people are playing your game. Right? Now you have the real play tests. They're the ones putting the game through the gauntlet every single day. They're the ones that are telling you, hey, I'm noticing this like every match. Oh, this gun feels just overpowered in every game I'm playing. Okay, that's valuable feedback. Oh, a thousands of people are experiencing that okay let's make that tune like let's tune that up a little bit right same can be said for competitive settings they're the ones that are playing it competitively not you take their take their opinion into consideration all right and then what formula is in place to ensure consistency of quality and events what would you like will consistency of quality they need every halo event Yes. Audio on the first day sucks. It's true true statement. Get it get it right before you start. Get That's it a- right. Get it tight. Yes. And make sure everything's good to go. Um if HCS is fully supporting like I don't like to see the same stage over and over again. Different stage design is pretty cool. So um freshen it up a bit, I guess you could say. I also I also had the idea like right now, when you're watching a grand finals, yes, both teams are on opposite sides of the stage. Like maybe bring them closer together and face each other, so they can like fucking point and look at each other from across the stage and kind of like the open bracket layout. Yeah, 
Like, but they're on the same table. I'm saying, like, give them a little space. No, sure. I'm just talking about, like, have that pit style yeah. intensity. Yeah. Where you can get up and fucking scream at the opponent, get in their face. I can dig that. Like, I think something like that at an event would be really cool. Sure. Um, I think there are two pinnacle events that need to be, t- that need to be looked at as a bar that was set. The Invitational. The Invitational and the Gfinity event. Yeah. In London. Those are the two standards. That is where the bar is set. I don't want to... For infinite tournaments moving forward, I don't want to see anything below that bar. You need to have things taking place during quote-unquote downtime after series. I don't want five, ten-minute breaks in between matches on stream. Well, I can't make it to every event. Freaking same three commercials. Right. Oh. I get it. You need ads. You need ads. Right. Okay? I understand. But come the fuck on. That Gfinity event in London was phenomenal. There wasn't even Halo being played during break times. It was little skits that they had. Yeah. Yeah, it was phenomenal. Interviews, player interviews. Right. Yeah. And then for the Invitational... It was wacky, weird stuff happening in between matches or in between like the, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. Not just matches, but stretches of matches, I guess you could say. Yeah. So give the spectator at home something to keep tuned into the stream for. So that's, yeah, that's my main thing. And I love how you said the audio issues because those things are fucking annoying. Yeah, that's what I got there. Next up, Gabriel states, how will you keep players outside of the top eight interested? Will there be more formats like 2v2 and free-for-all that result in multiple ways to win money and compete? Or will it be a pyramid where only the top make money? So we kind of already talked about this a little bit earlier. But but, uh, but again, a concern with only the top teams making money. Right. So hopefully Infinite brings bigger prize pools. but. We'll have to see how that fares. Because I, I thought it was really cool when, when Halo 5 first came out, right? And it was the world championship for the first time announced. And they said, we have a million dollar prize pool. It was the largest Halo's ever seen. Yeah. Like, everybody was like, oh my god, this is amazing. This is going to be the greatest thing in the world. And then the second world championship, same thing. Million dollar prize pool. I'm like, okay, this is awesome. Didn't go up, but didn't go down. Which is great, too. And then everything started tapering off a little bit. It's like, oh, fuck. Okay. So here's hoping that there's a little bit bigger prize pool. Hopefully the dispersion of money goes a little bit further. And I'm all for more events taking place or like more tournaments taking place within the event. 2v2, free for all, different games, doesn't matter. But they need to make sure that they don't bite off more than they can chew. That's what I'm going to say. We That's that's where I'm going to leave that. Europa Halo states, Is there a plan for grassroots community tournament organizers in the making? Especially those outside of North America. Will the HCS roadmap be available or talked about before the game launches as it needs to be well established before the game drops and to not leave players in the dark? Will there be more frequent HCS events both world opens and regional? Felt that biggest letdown for EU Halo was an average of 1-2 to two events per year when we could have had 3-4. to four. 
What do you think, Will? Yeah. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. Yeah, yeah, I mean, good points. It'd be nice for the roadmap to be out so players don't have to scramble to get to a first event or whatever it may be. Exactly. And then, yeah, more more frequent events. Yeah, that's they definitely need it. Even if it is just a weekly pro league where they play you know, every Friday or whatever it might be. Exactly. Cast and matches. Yeah, cast and matches. <laughs> that's what I want. Um, no, I think the roadmap does need to be available immediately. Either it could even be like a week before launch. Realistically speaking, give that competitive community something to like salivate over. That way they know they know the platform it's being played on for competitive. They already know when the game's coming out. Well, they'll know like the actual release date by that time. And then you have your full roadmap ahead. Players can plan, they can get their accommodations in order, so on and so forth. Then the game comes out, they already have their plans in place. It's just a seamless transition. And it helps us because it gives us some shit to talk about. Um, next up, Barry Edwards states, has there been any thought of putting in regional playlist leaderboards so players can see where they stand against others? I think it'd be awesome. Probably discourage me more than anything, but... Oh, come on. No. Know. No, I think that'd be really cool. And maybe if Infinite takes the same approach of MCC with MCC's update coming later with the seasons... Maybe there could be seasonal leaderboards, so you always have something to work towards there, too. And then depending upon your place on the leaderboard, maybe you get a little some some extra from your placing. Battle pass. Well, let's not go too far. So, <laughs> <laughs> game ain't fucking free to play. Um, but no, I think leaderboards would be cool. I don't think we've ever seen that before. So, yeah. And then finally, a shit ton of people within the thread are asking... Will competitive be played on Xbox or PC? PC required controller, though. You think so? Is that is that are you are you dead set on that? Is that your final answer? That's a tough one. I feel like they're okay. Part of me wants to think like they want to show off the new box, right? Yes, they do. They love showing off their boxes. Yeah, but, but PCs are in boxes too. <laughs> <laughs> you know what i freaking mean no i mean I, realistically what consoles are basically like mid mid-range pcs yeah um but i feel like a pc could achieve more stable frames yes it could and be a better experience probably less hardware failure yeah especially considering the console's brand new Maybe uh, less controller disconnects. I mean, that all depends on the cable, whether it's <laughs> unplugged or not. No, but I think that you make a good point. You make a good point. If you want your game to look as good as possible. Yes. And remain as consistent as possible. On stream. Yes. Yeah. You could have the same configuration across all PCs. Everybody could have... No, they probably wouldn't do G-Sync monitors because it introduces a slight, like, added few milliseconds of input lag, which doesn't make any difference whatsoever, but whatever. So they'll probably still have their BenQ monitors. Yep. But no, like, I think as long as it remains consistent across the board. But then how do you, like, also, yeah, if you want to keep everything consistent, then just give them a freaking box. 
right? Right. That is true. Do you think it's... Okay. I'm going to ask again. Is that your final prediction? You think it's going to be PCs with controller? Yeah, I do. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. No. Oh. No. I, I think it's going to be boxes with controllers. I think it's going to be, but it would be cool to see the PCs. Okay. I'm I'm with you. It. I truly believe it'll be Project Scarlet or whatever the fuck it's called with a controller. The reason for me saying that is I look at Call of Duty. Yeah. So Black Ops 4, it is on PC as well. It actually played really well. Still does, obviously. Um, but Sony has a partnership with Call of Duty. Therefore, like when you look, the Call of Duty World League is presented by PS4. Yep. So it is gonna, it's going to remain on that platform at least until the end of Black Ops 4, which is the next event. Is uh, Gears played on the box too? Yes. Gears so. is played on Xbox One. There Xbox One X's, I believe. Yeah, that's been on PC for a while. Correct. So, yes. I, don't, I don't see why it wouldn't go back to... But then again, Gears 4 has plenty of known issues being on PC, specifically with GTX 10 series cards. The game crashes all the time. Yeah. It's very bad. Um, Yeah, I think it'll be Box as well. I think it'll be Project Scarlet with controller, and that's that. All right. And, but like you said, It'd be very cool if it was on PC. Just don't think it's going to happen. They love their boxes way too much. And that's all we got. That Those are the comments that I pulled from that thread. Um, if you commented in that thread and I didn't read your comment, I'm sorry, but I, it was probably around the same vein as everything else that was stated within the thread that I did read. Um, I tried not to double up as much as I could. But um, like I said, uh, Will has a great topic in mind for a couple weeks from now we're going to use that so stay tuned for that yeah actually no i'm gonna wait till the end of the show i'm gonna do something new i'm gonna do something new this week okay i'm like i said i'm gonna wait till the end of the show okay yes yes will keep me guessing oh it's trust me it's not in, in suspense it's not bad um let's see 37 minutes ago the grand final started for that 2v2 SWAT tournament. Still no winner yet, it looks like. Okay. We're gonna, I'm going to keep it up just in case. Oh. All right. It's time for some shout-outs, Will. <laughs> First and foremost, shout-out to everyone for understanding the lack of community playdate this past week. So, uh, I'm sorry I didn't announce anything. Um, like I said, my, my wife and child were out for the weekend. I wanted to spend a little bit more time with them. Uh, and I was exhausted. So that's why no community play took place. But they will return two weeks from now. Well, two weeks from Friday of last week. After we get Got back it. from Chicago. Yeah. Because we're going to be in Chicago the week after that. So stay tuned. Next up, shout out to Scud Puddle for the games of Halo 5. My baby woke up at 2 a.m. on that morning. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So my baby woke up. Uh, I fed her. I put her back down. I, w I was awake because she'd woken me up i went downstairs i was on my computer scud did it like a dad joke in the discord and i told him to go to bed and he said you go to bed you're an hour later than i am and i'm like you go to bed my daughter woke me up and he's like want to play halo and i said fuck it sure yeah nice and then when we got in the party chat he's like i'm really surprised i thought you were gonna say no like i honestly i thought you were gonna say no and i'm like you know what i said fuck it <laughs> and you know it's even worse Huh. I basically stayed up for the rest of the day. Nice. It was terrible. Um, but no, Scott Puddle, thank you for the games. It was a fun time. Um, 
yeah, I basically learned that I should always play Halo when I'm tired because I usually always do better. That's it for the shoutouts. It's time for the community creations. First and foremost, me Monday. Will, where is it? On Reddit. What do you do? Type r slash halo. What do you find? Memes. When? Mondays. On. Reddit. Nice. LOL. Lamau. Um, next up is the Ubernick Halo 5 final Halo 5 montage from him, edited by Double AA. It's over on YouTube. Check it out. If I didn't say it before, I'll say it again. It's his final Halo 5 montage by Ubernick. Edited by Double AA. Next up, Daily Twitter Clips, Volume 12 by Scud Puddle. Check it out. Uh, fun fact. Tune into the very end of the clip where basically what he did in that clip is how I basically play all the time. Spoiler alert, he died. <laughs> Next up, um, we have a Halo tease by Martin O'Donnell. For those who don't know, Marty O'Donnell, composer, Halo 1, 2, and 3. Phenomenal soundtracks, obviously. I believe he's a composer of ODST as well. And Reach. Yeah. Duh. Bungie's Halo games. <laughs> so, um, he basically found a super old recording of the first ever, oh, like he, yeah. he found that and there's no reverb or anything. It's just the chorus. It's crazy. And he's going to be putting out more things as well. So stay tuned oh, for all nice. that. It's going to be really fucking cool. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, okay. The last thing kind of hinted at it earlier. Talking Esports Episode 10 by Paul Sheen Ozarts featuring Money Comment. It's on, uh, it's on, well, I, I included the Twitch VOD. It's going to be on YouTube and other podcast services shortly if it's not already out there. Check it out. Um, for those who don't know who Money Comment is or uh, Money P, he was somebody who was in business with Zach during money matches and things went south as things typically do when working with Zach and he just provides a lot more context as to what happened in that partnership. The, what happened after the fact and everything in between. So please go ahead and give that episode a listen. And if you haven't listened to talking esports before, it's a phenomenal podcast. Uh, and yeah, I think it was great. It was great to get that more insight as to what happened with all of that before the denial stuff. Um, so yeah, give it a listen and Ozarts. Um, I don't know if you listen to this, but I'm glad to hear that you're okay. Uh, for those who don't know when you watch that episode or listen to that episode, Ozarts actually had gunshots happen outside of his house and he had to go make sure that everything was okay and that bullets did not enter his house. Um, and from what he said, he said that everybody's okay. So I'm glad to hear it. Ozart, stay safe. Everybody stay safe. That shit's not cool. Um, but yeah, that's it for the community creations. Will, on that somber note, uh, <laughs> I guess I'm just going to ask you, plug the show. You can find us on your favorite podcast services. Just search for HGS Pro Talk. We are on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, and others as well. Leave us a reveal and let others know about the show. Join our Discord to join the community discussions. They're great. They're awesome. 
Links will be provided in the Google Doc within the show. Um, we do have an Xbox Club and a Spartan Company. Search for HDS Pro Talk on your Xbox. We also are on social medias. Come check us out on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Mixer, Twitch, and Esportspedia. Search for HDS Pro Talk on those sites. Yeah. Yeah. Josh, what do we got on the next episode? On the next episode of HCS Pro Talk, we have our Halo Outpost Discovery Chicago recap. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Will and I are going to be at the H- at the, I was about to say HCS. The Halo Outpost Discovery event in Chicago, Illinois. We'll be leaving Thursday morning from Minnesota. We're going to be driving over there. And uh, we'll be there all weekend. We'll be leaving Monday morning, driving back. It's going to be a great time. Will and I are going to be on two panels. One on Friday afternoon and one on Sunday afternoon. So if you're in the area, if you're going to be attending, make sure to tune into those panels. Come say hi. Meet us. We'll greet you. We'll meet you and greet you. And it's, <laughs> right? You do the meets and greets, right? Is that what, yeah, that what people yeah. do? Um, and the big thing, the big thing I wanted to say here is that if you, fi- if you find us on the convention floor, we may have some very early merch samples to give out. They are in very limited quantities. So if you see us and you get something cool, if you see us and you don't get something, sorry. It's, it's just the way it is. Um, but yeah, we have plans in place. I'm super fucking excited. And we hope to see you there. It's going to be a great time. And if you're at that, uh, if you're at that GameWorks location on Thursday, we're going to try to stop by Thursday night. Maybe play some Halo while we're there. Yeah, we gotta make sure we can get into our hotel first. But. We will, but as soon as we get into town, I think check-ins at three or something like yeah, that. Yeah, we'll yes, make it happen. As, yeah, as soon as we get in town, it's gonna be great. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So, there's one other thing I wanted to say. Okay, I kind of want to try doing this from now on. I always say because there there are people who listen to this show on YouTube, right? Who are not in the Discord who are not on other social medias and they don't have an opportunity to chime in with their response to the topic of the week. So will I'm going to put us to a challenge from now on when we have a topic for the next week's episode, let's think of it beforehand and let's announce it during this, like the week's show beforehand. Okay. Therefore two weeks from now. So not next episode, but the episode after. So episode 86 Okay, this is the topic for episode 86. Get your responses in on all social medias, Discord, YouTube, doesn't matter. And we'll talk about it in a couple weeks. Will, would you like to say what the topic is? Go ahead. You you phrased it better than I did earlier. So Will had this great idea. For those who don't know, Will came from the Halo 5 side of things. Okay, this is where he started out. Started his Halo journey here. Myself, I've been with Halo for a very long time, so I have a lot of nostalgia nostalgia going into these old Halo 3 events. Will had a great idea, and this is what the topic's going to be from two weeks from now. As a spectator, a pure spectator, what do you enjoy right now more? Halo 3 events or Halo 5 events? As a spectator, today, What do you enjoy spectating more? Halo 3 events or Halo 5 events? Again, 
not as a player, just as a spectator. For those who have come in only during the Halo 5 side of things, what are your thoughts? For those who have that nostalgia, or maybe that nostalgia is washed away, what are your thoughts? Want to hear everything? We'll discuss it in two weeks. And that's it. Cool? Cool. Ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for episode 84 of HCS Pro Talk. I want to thank you very much for listening, and we'll catch you next week where Will and I are going to talk about Halo Outpost Discovery and our super fun times there. It's going to be great, and we hope to see you there. But until then, bye bye